Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. The ESPN app and ESPN2 are presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear hotline. Good morning, guys. What's up, squad? Yo, sometimes I feel like, like I want to, we had a researcher around here. I would want, <laughs> I'd want to find out where, like week nine, just when you think you, okay, I kind of got a grip on what's going on in the league. There's always one of those weeks where you're like, everything gets turned upside down in the NFL. It's just turned upside down. You know, like you think, okay, I know this team is good. That team's not good. This team's good. That's not, and then the results come and you're like, what happened? I thought, mm. I, I thought the Cardinals didn't have Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah. One of those scenarios. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of teams that wasn't supposed to win one. That's for sure. Uh, does that happen? The Jacksonville Jaguars oh. get a victory. Urban Meyer was like, yeah, be quiet. He went off on somebody the last 30 seconds of the game because they were trying to tell him to do – you know, they got the – they were trying to run down the clock and they were trying to tell him something. You could just He was just like, don't touch me. You know, he was all mad. and said, <laughs> But he was excited at the same time. But I, I know he was like, we're going to screw it up at any given moment. Then the – then the Giants pulled one off against the Raiders. Yes. Then the Denver, Cowboys the lost, Cowboys. got smacked. And then obviously the Arizona game. Then the Rams last night with you the know. Titans. That's what I'm saying. Like, I wonder, does it happen? Is it my imagine? It feels like right around now in the season every year, you get a weekend, a week like that where it's like, wait, I thought we started getting a picture of what's what and everything gets turned around. I mean, it just might have been an abundance of teams that's like that. I mean, it just in that in this particular week, but – Every single week, you get one or two. One or two, yeah. You know, where yeah. you like, yeah. I wonder where all the uh, people that were saying Joe Burrow is going to be like the next. I mean, not saying he's not, but. Yeah. I'm right here. People but got, I, out, people got off even, that train really quick the last two the, games. It's not even the Joe Burrow. It's the Cincinnati Bengals. They're going to bundle, like I said. They're eventually going to come back to the party because they're so far ahead of the schedule from, from where they should be. Plus, I you mean, just knew just the Browns were going to be good this week. Yeah, there's better you knew the Browns. Take, take OBJ away. They're just better. They also – they got – Listen, I'm being sarcastic. Of course, but like this morning. they got a roster. They, they got a roster. Then they got kind of banged up and things were out of sync. But if you look at the roster top to bottom, they're good. You know, they're good. if they're healthy, Browns, they're good. Browns are a good football team. Yeah. They were a good football team before they started getting injured. Beginning of the season, they were a good team. Yeah. So, if they could continue to just stay the course, they'd probably wind up being a good team. But I could tell you one dude, everybody be running around here talking about who's the bad man and this, that, and this. It's one bad man in the NFL, man. Oh, say it's it. one bad dude. Say it's it. It's Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah. He's the only dude. I, I know you love Tom Brady. I know you love Aaron Rodgers when his head is screwed on right. I get all that. Kyler Murray. But Mahomes. this dude is lit in homes with homes. I don't know yeah. what's wrong yeah, with him. Yeah, something's going on with him. Yeah, maybe something's he's going on not getting sleep at night or something. But – that dude, Lamar Jackson, you just, just got to appreciate it and accept it, man. Just accept it. Just really accept it and just say, you know what? Y'all right. Look, we're, we've got a lot. We have a lot to get into with Lamar a little later on. Titans um, beat the Rams, you know, last night. I, I don't know. The Titans, if you look at what they've just done the last four games, they were, they had the worst defense and it was terrible and everything was bad. And then I'm trying to even remember. All, okay, there were the, the, the it was the Bills, Chiefs, Colts, Colts, and Rams. 
like at a certain point, <laughs> at a certain point, you talk about Lamar Jackson key, you got to give it up. You got to give it up. And that's without Derrick Henry. They just well, they beat up. all winning teams for the most part. I mean, the Colts was a, is a winning football team. Divisional rival, um, you know. That, that outside of that, the the other three have convincing winning records. So it just you gotta you gotta give it up to them, but they get the best. I think this team is a a team that the Titans are a team that's built on getting the right matchups. Mm-hmm. And when they get the right matchups, they take advantage of secondary. Them. Um, <laughs> their defensive front comes to the party when they play offensive lines that's subpar. Uh, when you look at the way they dominated. The, the 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 Rams offensive front, they just continue to push the pocket yeah. and create havoc all night long for Matthew Stafford and company. I don't think of this of the Rams as having a bad offensive line, but they got manhandled. Woo! Put it well, in there. I mean, that was the whole conversation around the Jets and a couple other games where Mike Vrabel was like, "Well, you're supposed to be a defensive coach. You're supposed to be a defensive genius, and that's what this team is supposed to be known for." And I mean, over the last four games, they've showed you defensively where they are. Even without Derrick Henry, yeah, that's that's what's nuts. I mean, I know a lot of it's run blocking anyway. When we the way we think of backs, but you take Derrick Henry away from the Titans, control the tempo, the timing of the game as well, control how much your defense is actually on the field. You give him a ton of credit well, for that. You got to give him a sh- Tannehill. When you when you have a quarterback like this and you have a minus a Derrick Henry, you got to get a quarterback a short field. You have to create havoc on the defensive side of the ball. In other words, you have to give him help. And when you give him help you can be very successful at it because, as I've said since day one, you can win Super Bowls with a Ryan Tannehill, with a Baker Mayfield. But everything else has to go according to plan. And then that's the way you build your team. Everybody thinks that you have to have Patrick Mahomes. It makes it easier, but you don't have to have Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers to win a Super Bowl. But- because if you, as long as you're pedestrian enough and don't turn the football over – You'll win the Super Bowl. Meantime, one of the reasons the Rams went all in to bring Stafford to L.A. was because, right, if you have Mahomes, it makes it easier, but you can still do it. They thought they could do it maybe with Jared Goff. They drafted him first overall. They got very, very close. At a certain point, yeah, they went. Listen, they they got close. And by the way, it was the lowest scoring Super Bowl ever. They they didn't lose by that much, but they went and got Matt Stafford and went all in to get him because they feel like an upgraded quarterback could put him over the top. He threw for 294 yards, threw two interceptions, but said this after the game about how uh, out of sync he felt. Listen to this. Yeah, I think I just got to get it out. You know, I mean, there's there were guys underneath open. You know, I was trying to probably do a little bit too much. Just got to play within the scheme, play within myself, and, and do that a little bit better. Felt like kind of settled in in the second half, but at that point, I, I'd done too much damage really, you know, early in that game to, uh, you know, get us out of it. I love the way our guys fought. Um, we were close. You know, maybe if the Higby touchdown stands, um, you know, it's a, it's a different ball game there late. So I, I love the way our guys fight um, and the way they battle. I always appreciate that, but just got to be cleaner. Um, turnovers, penalties, all those kind of things hurt us tonight. I mean, he's 100% right, uh, and many players at post-game press conferences kind of say the same thing. If we did this, if we did that, we could have done this, we would have been better off doing that. So interesting because I got a text from a friend last night, and he goes, man, do you realize that, and, it, and we're having our stats and information team dig this up, but he said that Matthew Stafford is 9-69 and lifetime 
against winning teams. And I'm, it, it sounds crazy. That sounds crazy. But I bet you it's right. By the he, way, I looked it up. <laughs> I bet you he's I right. I looked it up. I believe it is right because I think entering the season it was 8-67, and 67, something like that. So he's 9-69 and 69, <laughs> lifetime. Nine. Against winning teams. Wait, guys. Allegedly. Nine. We don't have all the information yet. It's still coming in hot off the press. You, Jay, just, just wrap your mind around this for a second. Mm-hmm. Nine and 69 is the same thing as one and seven every eight games, right? Because 10 and 70 would be nine and 69. Yeah, I gave virtually you something the same to thing. talk about. See? One and seven. <laughs> so every eight times you play a winning team, you win once. Now, I know he's on the Detroit Lions for a lot of his career. Hey, Seriously, though? I, You've been playing what? like for 100 years. You can't give it's me more than that. unreal. Maybe that's why he has a positive vibe. He's like, we're 7-2 and two right now. I, I can work out my problems as long as we're, we have a good record. But the, whole, li- point, like, yeah, the, the yeah. whole point of that, though, Jay, is this is who he is as of but right the, now. It just, it just man, seems that way. Man, look, It just seems that for, way. You play for a losing franchise. It's hard for a lot of – and I understand there's a lot of onus that goes on the quarterback – in order to help this team perpetuate to go to another level. But you play for a bad franchise, man. It, it takes a long time to figure things out. No doubt, but I wonder, I just wonder, if that has something to do with the 0-3 record. In other words, like real quick, they were trying to figure out how do you predict who's going to hit clutch in the playoffs in baseball, right? Because they are tiny sample sizes in the playoffs. They, it's hard to tell. So they took a guy, they, they, what they figured out was, if a dude hits 300, but he hits 290 against good pitching and 310 against bad pitching, that averages out to 300. Versus a dude who hits 300, but he hits 200 against good pitching and feasts on the bad pitching, 400. Both of them are 300 hitters, but the dude with a, just a little variation between, he'll hit in the playoffs because he can hit good pitching. I wonder, and the other guy won't, I wonder if that's Stafford. If Stafford looks like it's great, he's fourth quarter comeback, man, he's great in this and that. When the competition isn't great, you might be right, Jay. He's on a bad team, so it's not his fault. But isn't that a question out there when you look at that record against winning he teams? He ain't on a bad team now. And they're 7-2. Yeah, and and, two. and, and that, two of the best teams that they play, which is the Arizona Cardinals and now the Tennessee Titans, both of them at home, they walked away with L's, and the offense looks subpar. I, I'm just – hey, man. They, they, also, I, beat the, they don't, also beat the Bucks. As I say, I don't you know, create the news. And the Bucks have lost I two games, too. I just report the news. I don't create it. I let, just report it. Well, let, let's look at the wins, Jay. You're, you're right. Like I, they, I, I'm, look, I, I get it. You can only play the teams in front of you. The Bears, the Colts, they beat the Bucks. They beat the Seahawks, the Giants, the Lions, the Texans. I, I, I didn't look at the schedule. I did not look at the schedule. I just named two teams. Well, that, right, so let me it. ask you this. Let me I ask you this. Look at the schedule. <clears throat> Colts was, I mean, Bucks was a good win. Yeah. Bucks so the, it's a, it's so, a good win. So the Titans, are you guys saying the Titans are – are they? Are you guys finally going to give them their credit? Are they the real deal, Key? But the Titans never not got any credit. They no, just no, I'm mean asking heavy. Are, are they the real deal? Are you Are you worried more about the Titans? Or are you worried more about the Rams? I'm not worried about either one of them because the Titans' okay. division is not very good. But the Titans just have four big wins, brand names. Stafford is eight and sixty-seven against teams that finished the season with a winning record. Not when they played, but who finished the season with a winning same record. thing. But eight and sixty-seven. <laughs> I have news. Hey, look, that's say, worse than hey, nine and sixty-nine. Same thing. Ain't no difference. Nine and sixty-nine. Uh, eight and sixty-seven. No, eight and sixty-seven's worse. <laughs> Got to go to break. <laughs> it's worse. <laughs>
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Time for Straight mm-hmm. Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Great question by Jay. The end of the last segment that we need to dive into now. Where exactly are – we know the Titans are pretty good. Where are they in the AFC after they just beat the Rams, after they beat the Colts, after they beat the Chiefs, after they beat the Bills? Like at a certain point – Jay, I'll start with you. Where are the tight? Where do you have the Titans in the AFC? I mean, at at this juncture, they're right. They're they're it. <laughs> are they the best team in the AFC? I, I mean, they're playing them in the Ravens. I mean, they're, like, they're playing like the best team in the AFC. I, I I'll give them their flowers for. It. I mean, without Derrick Henry, I never thought I would say it. I didn't think they were going to come out with a victory, but. They are playing like the best team in what's, the NFC. What's nuts key is... I don't know if it's sustainable, yeah, though. If I, I, Derek I, that, that's Henry, what makes you always wonder about it. If Derrick Henry were healthy, I would say yes. They got Adrian Peterson. But that's, he had a but that's the thing. Well. What, what's crazy is without Derrick Henry... Leave AP alone, Alan Yates. Without Derrick Henry, we can see they're really good. Because, look, they just did that to the Rams without Derrick Henry. Meaning, with Derrick Henry, maybe I would think they are the best. But they're not getting Derrick Henry back. That's the problem. Not anytime soon. Um, they're probably one, two in the division. I mean, in the conference. Who do you like with them? The Ravens. Mm-hmm. I like the Bills with them. Mm-hmm. You know, just that that a trio. No one's really separated themselves in the AFC. Um, Chiefs look terrible. But the, but the Chiefs going to look like that all year long and still continue to win. Like I said, the division's going to come back to them mm-hmm. because the Raiders are going to just eventually be pedestrian. The, the Chargers are going to be where they're at, and they still got to play the Chiefs again. Denver's going to be where they're at. They still got to play the Chiefs twice. So when you start to look at that, it's like that part of it is going to come back to them. They just got to win their games and take care of their business. The Browns, 
healthy. The Browns are when they're healthy. The Browns are good. Healthy, the Browns look like that they're a good football team without uh, distractions or whatever they, you know, when they're healthy. So it's wide open. All, every, everybody's kind of like all together. It's you wide know, open. It's what and the crazy. Th- look, I I know why everyone liked the Bills. They looked top to bottom really good. Don't say Plus, everyone. Plus, they had the quarterback. Me. Right? I like the Bills. A lot of people did. Yeah. Because they, top to bottom, they're good, and they got the quarterback. You like the coach. You like this. You like that. Oh, and they got a quarterback that's not like Baker or Tannehill, a guy who has a little extra. The Ravens but obviously he only has have a, Lamar. But he only has a little extra because we gave him a little extra based on last year. Prior to that, people was wondering about him up yeah, until last year. You even had him in, in that top bucket, didn't you? Josh no, Allen? he's not in the top bucket. No, uh-uh. He's in a bucket, but not the top bucket. But not in the middle bucket with everyone else. He's kind of in the middle bucket. No. He's kind of in the – he's in that middle bucket. Because the top bucket only got four dudes, Okay, man. okay. Three or four guys. Yeah, and yeah. And he, he's in he's the other a, bucket. I, agree, I actually agree and with you about kinda, this. He's at the top of the bucket yes, kind of looking – that's Over exactly right. Over trying to see if he can get out of it. <laughs> exactly. He you know is right here. Yep. 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 He's a, he's yes, a, yeah. a six-two person. Yes, he doesn't he have right. the yes. kind of like if you if you put your eyes on Justin Herbert. To me, it looks different than Josh Allen. Like Herbert. That's has, the same thing to me. To, to me, Herbert has that elite. Like, ooh, that just looks a little different. Josh Allen looks like the best version of the next level. But the point is, people like the Bills but, a lot. They like they they top to bottom the Browns. So 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 okay. So getting back to the point. The Bills got extra at the quarterback. The Ravens got extra at the quarterback. The Bills and the Ravens actually got the same guy, except one guy's a little bit better than the other yeah, guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're the same. They're the same. They run yeah, the they same run stuff. And they yeah, throw. Exactly. They, one dude just looked better. He just got the uh-uh. And the other dude is kind of like He's a lumbering faster. along. Yeah. They kind of do some of the same things. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're, they're at Bills, Ravens, Titans. They but, all but wait, but there. I think there's a difference because the Bills and the Ravens got that extra at the quarterback. The Titans and the Browns. You look at them and you go, man, if they had an even better quarterback. But they don't. They have solid quarterbacks. They got the but guys I they got. I don't know that Tannehill is not good. Yeah. I just don't good. think the system allows him to do some of the things because he's very athletic. He can run. He can do a whole lot of different stuff. Um, they just Their style don't present itself to where you got a wow factor with him. You're right. It's just that that's just the style. Very workmanlike, yeah. blue collar like, yes. But I think approach. that's what stops people when you look at the Browns and the Titans. Ultimately, if I asked you guys who's getting out of the AFC, either one of you taking the Browns or the Titans? I would take I them. May. I would take them. I think when I push may. comes to shove, I, I, you're going to be on the Bills no, I would because take you've them. been on them I mean, and they're I've good. I've been on the Bills all the time. Them. I mean, yep. that offense, the way that offense played yesterday had me concerned. And yep. granted, it's against the Jags on the road. It's a team that you think you're going to dominate. I think they looked ahead of their opponent. I think the Bills will still be there at the end of the day. But, I mean, I'm just going to give credit to where credit is due. The Titans and Mike Vrabel deserve all the credit right now for what they've been able to accomplish. I'm going to make a prediction now. When it comes time for the playoffs and we start saying who's going to win, who's getting out of the AFC, I'm predicting now, Jay, you're taking the Bills. Key, you're taking the Ravens. I'm not saying who I'm taking. I'm saying I I think, and I think the reason is when push comes to shove and it's tough to say and the teams are kind of evenly matched, you like extra at the quarterback. I mean, people do. It's human nature, you know? But the Titans, maybe maybe they don't have that, but they got, like he said, he's an athletic quarterback. He's good. He's smart. He has good players around him. Like, I don't know that the Titans can't get out. Like, maybe. Oh, Derrick Henry. No, but but Derrick Henry was – 
everything for them offensively. But when you don't have Derrick Henry, it, it, it now forces you to have to do something different from an offensive standpoint. And maybe it opens up your mind mm. to different variations of things that you need to do, opposed to relying to just turn around and hand the ball off to one guy. Now you got to figure out how to utilize the quarterback in certain situations, get the ball to your receivers in certain situations. I don't mind them. I don't mind the Titans at all, but I'm not taking them. But see, that, that's those little things like that. Like, I don't mind them. Like, yeah. that's that's what keeps feeding into this whole yeah. Titans mantra and mindset, right? Because you're like, I'm not sure I want to buy all their stock. I, I think the defense looks so bad early that we have to get our minds around. Maybe that's changing because defenses can get better. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. One coach who may be on the hot seat but was in the Super Bowl two seasons ago. Ooh, I know who that is. That's next on Keyshawn J. Will and Max ESPN Radio, ESPN app, ESPN2. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, no huddle time, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. The Kyler Murray-less Arizona Cardinals routed the San Francisco 49ers 31-17 yesterday. Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo, threw for 326 <laughs> yards and two TDs, although the second came with the Niners already down 31-7. I'm just laughing because I know the Red Sea is waiting to hear from Key. How bad is this for head coach Kyle Shanahan? Here's ESPN NFL analyst Damian Woody last night. On Sports Center, Kyle Shanahan is in trouble. Ooh, Kyle Shanahan is in trouble. I thought hot t- that was Monday. Look, You're usually on first take Monday. Yeah, I, take listen, early I, I'm today. just saying, like, 
you play against an Arizona Cardinals team without their starting quarterback, without their starting wide receiver, and you get blown out in your own house. Mm-hmm. That is not a good look. And you just expand it to a macro look at what Kyle, the body of work that Kyle Shanahan has, has done in his time with San Francisco, there's going to be some heat on him. Huh? Yeah, you know, it, it, it could potentially be some heat on him. There's no question about it. Uh, Damon Woody mentioned that the offensive side of the ball missed the two starters. How about J.J. Watts not even in that lineup on the defensive side for the Cardinals? And they still go into San Francisco and come up with a big victory. Jimmy Garoppolo, you mentioned, Max, 326 yard, 26 yards in the air and two touchdowns. So I would put this on him as much as I would the head coach at Kyle Shanahan. You, you should not be losing football games at a rapid rate. You look at his record, take out the Super Bowl, it is not very good. He is on a very, very short leash. May not be this year, but it certainly will start the season off hot next year. I mean, so it's not about Jimmy G because he played decently. It's not about Trey Lance anymore. We've seen that. I mean, the injuries, people have been healthy now. So when you look at the three wins they have this year, you talk about the Lions, the Eagles, the Bears, all on the road, can't defend. We, we've been saying it on this show for a while now. Like, hey, what's going on? San Francisco, what's going on, Kyle Shanahan? 19-37 and 37 outside the Super Bowl season, and Key pointed out, Jay, to you and I, a couple weeks ago, I don't remember how long ago, Matt Nagy's record. He said, compare that to Kyle Shanahan's record, even yeah. with the Super Bowl season in. Yeah. Matt Nagy's a much more winning head coach he, than he Kyle is. Shanahan. He is, but uh, it, what I would say about Shanahan in this situation, mm-hmm. though, is that he is supposed to be this big-time offensive innovator, head coach, quarterback guru. Let's get Trey Lance ready to go then. Because you're, you're getting ready to waste time. Let's well, get him to go. That's where all this is heading, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That was Zubin Mahanti, your old friend, guys, here on uh, Keyshawn. Will and Max used to be Keyshawn, Jay hey, Will Zubin. and Zubin with uh, Damian Woody. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills were halted yesterday by the Jags, losing by this. It was just such a high-scoring game, 9-6. to six. Both goals. teams in single digits. Allen finished the day with 264 yards, two INTs. He was also sacked, intercepted, had a fumble recovered by Jaguars defensive end, Josh Allen. That's Josh Allen on Josh Allen crime. It's the first time in NFL history that a player has sacked a quarterback of the same name. Stats Incredible is brought to you by My Computer Career, Training for a Better Life. Here's the Bills' Josh Allen on his poor performance. And credit to them. They came out. They wanted it more. You know, we had a lot of, a lot of little things add up to big things. Um, and I put the ball in danger too, too often. Bit us in the butt. Played like Excuse my language, but um, that starts with me. So I got to be better for this team. And, and Josh Allen is correct. He has to be better. There's no way they're supposed to lose this football game to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But every now and then there's a game or two where you walk into the stadium and it just doesn't feel right. And I think this is one of those games what for you the mean, Buffalo just Bills. just doesn't feel right. They didn't get going that. at all. And it just was like just odd, just not. Key, um, what does that feel like, though? Can you describe that? What's, what do you say it just doesn't feel right? Because that's, that's team-wide. Kind of in a fog, moving slow. Everything is not up to speed. You're putting on your shoes before you put on your socks. That because you, you, don't, you don't respect the team you're going to play? You can't yeah, get up for Yeah, you kind of like, yeah, it's the Jags, man. Come on, man. We get ready to handle yeah. this, and you don't prepare mentally as, as well as you should. And before you know it, it's 6'6", and you're like, Damn. Jay, that's interesting to me. I'm sure in basketball, as I say, like in life, when you start taking little things for granted, of right? But, you know, watching the Bills play, and you guys know that I like the Bills, it just seems like they have a lot of issues in the red zone. Like they always have, like they always come up short in the red zone. And I don't know if because they, they can't, they don't have that big target to go for, key, other than Stephon Diggs, but like it just, 
Something's off about that, and that's what I take away from that game for them, and it concerns me moving forward. No doubt. Key, that's a great point. Like, they don't have – who's the big red zone target on the Bills? Well, they like to use their tight ends in in that position, which works out for them. I just think that, again, you walk into Jacksonville, it's it's one of those – the music probably isn't pumped in the way it should. It's just a bad situation. You don't feel good getting off the bus. And their tight end is hurt right now, but – if, right, if they could figure that out, red zone, you're right. If they don't capitalize enough. They're a really good overall team. They should never be But they're going to all, the you know, teams are going to have one of these. Yeah. They yeah. always have one. Yeah, Clunker. Right. That's why people are like, can so-and-so go undefeated? In a 17-game season, that's going to be hard to do ever. All right. Um, after a week filled with headlines, the Cleveland Browns went out and dominated the Cincinnati Bengals. Winning 41-16. I thought Cleveland would win this game, but not 41-16. Baker threw two two TD passes. Nick Chubb ran for a pair of his own. I knew Nick Chubb was Mm -hmm. going to be coming back with a vengeance. Here's the Browns quarterback on how the team overcame the adversity of the week. Things I keep hitting on, I trust the guys in in this locker room. I've said it over and over again, and I truly mean it. So when adversity hits, nobody flinched. Uh, it was a long week. I'd be lying if I said otherwise, but proud of these guys uh, and, you know, how they were able to focus and, and do their jobs. It's just we got a good group. We really do. If, if Baker Mayfield can play this way the entire year, the rest of the way, you may see the Cleveland Browns in the Super Bowl. Um, if, if he can play this way, the defense can play well. There's no OBJ. You don't have to worry about that. So if OBJ was the deciding factor as to why you are playing the way you play, then good. OBJ can now go on to another team and be happy and ball out, and you can ball out in Cleveland, and we don't have to deal with speculation of why OBJ's not getting the football and why you're playing poor. It's in front of us. Yeah. You took care of business without him in the lineup. Now let's just do it continuously. Add mojo you know? the two let's of them together, it, man. They didn't have chemistry. Let's it's just a- do it. That's what it is. I just feel like that. that that's what – it's so funny – because I, I knew last night after watching the game that big takeaways for certain people were going to be like, oh, Baker Mayfield looks better yeah. without OBJ. And I'm like, well, actually, their defense stepped up tremendously. They got a 99-yard pick six off Burrow with the first play of the game pretty much. And Nick Chubb is the motor for this damn team, yeah, man. Yeah, but it's all about Baker Mayfield. It's, it's not about Baker. So, <laughs> and we're laughing so, about so it. It's Nick Chubb is the beast on this team, so two let's, TTs. Let's just see if they keep winning and Baker Mayfield continues to throw big-time bombs down the field now that OBJ's not in the lineup. He and did also it yesterday, let's see if he can continue to do it. Jay, I want to introduce let's Jay to a concept, it. Key. Two, both things can be true at the same time. Ah! <laughs> but it is true. Like, and, and this is like the dummy sports guy take, which I have a lot of the time. Like, really? you know, I'm a sports fan, sports <laughs> like pundit, right? So here's my big dummy sports guy take. Let me hear it. It's car- like you see the correlation. You can't always decide if it's causal or not. If it's causing it or if you're, it's just both happening, right? They didn't have chemistry, those two. It was messing team chemistry up. Yeah. Get rid of o- – now, here's the thing, though. Now the pressure's on now, Odell. Let's see. He, Odell now has to choose a team where he can go and win. Yeah. If yes. he doesn't, oh, it's going to look bad. Yeah, but it's they got but to – but the flip side of that is they've got to keep winning. Yep. And Baker Mayfield's yep. got to keep doing what he did yesterday. Yep. Because if he regresses and OBJ moves forward and goes to a team and all of a sudden it's uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Kansas City Chiefs are steamrolling, now what? Yeah. Right. By the way, and you know what I'll say? Just like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I always thought it was Belichick. Brady chose the perfect spot loaded with weapons. Left Belichick with nothing. Still in all, I'm sitting here going, well, I I didn't want to be convinced, but I'm starting (laughs) to think it was all Tom Brady. I can't help it. I won't be – if Odell goes somewhere and they lose, I won't be able to help it. Plus, plus Baker – 
plays better when there's extra incentive for him, like the extra edge. What, whatever. You heard it last night, right? Oh, I trust the people in my locker room. Who's not in the locker room anymore? Whatever it is, Jay, right. all I'm going to say is he better keep playing the same I way. I fax him on the same That's page. That's all. Yep. Whatever it is that you needed, we've given it to you. Now let's go. But this is that's what I'm saying. It's this simple for everybody, like the human psychology. Uh, is Baker winning? Is Odell winning? That's all we're going to be asking from now on. Who's winning? And finally, the Green Bay Packers came up short oh. against the Kansas City Chiefs, losing 13-7 in Jordan Love's first start. Love stepped in for Aaron Rodgers, who was out this week after a positive COVID-19 test. More on that in a few minutes. Uh, Love threw for 190 yards, a touchdown, an interception in the loss. Here's what ESPN Packers reporter Rob Domofsky said when asked what Jordan Love showed him in this performance. It's a great question about what he showed me, because if this is all that they have to go on before they have to make a decision about whether he's ready to be their quarterback next year, I don't know if it is. I don't know what you do. Um, you know, you got to give him a little bit of a, a pass because it's his first time. Uh, he's playing a defense that blitzed like crazy, and Matt LaFleur told us after the game that he didn't have a very good plan for the blitz. So a little bit of that is him trying to take the heat off of his you know, first-time starter, but he's right. I mean, the the Chiefs blitz like crazy. They sent seven on more than one occasion, and, you know, that's just a recipe uh, for a young quarterback to struggle. How do you not know that Spagnola's going to come heavy blitzing when you didn't? You obviously didn't listen to the show at all last week as you were game-planning for the Kansas City Chiefs because I said it many times, not only on mm-hmm. our show, but I also said it on NFL Live and on many, many shows that I was on throughout the week. Rookie quarterback and what a guy you who likes do? to blitz anyway. I'm going to heat him up. That's what I'm going to do. Right, of course. Like, how do you not know that if you're Matt LaFleur? Look, here's what I would say. The transition portion of things moving on from Aaron Rodgers, not so fast. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, and he'll be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers beyond this season, in my opinion. They've got to get him up to speed and ready for the future. The future is not tomorrow. And I think everybody knows that. They don't want to say it, but it's not tomorrow. Jordan Love, look, he's the first time he ever played. Hadn't played in a couple seasons, like I said, on the Autobahn. This, this felt like the Autobahn for him. Bringing all of that pressure, that thing was going 90 miles an hour plus. I mean, he, he just wasn't ready. We saw Aaron Rodgers week one who only had six padded practices. Aaron Rodgers, the best yeah, to ever struggle. do it, right? And he had a bad game, you know. That's what happens. Speaking of. Jay, you have any? Uh... No, I'm waiting to get to this heavier topic. Yeah, okay, you guys go right ahead. Do your deal. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, the Packers quarterback uh, put himself uh, in hot water at the end of last week when addressing his vaccination status and how he handled it in August. Here was Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show on YouTube talking about how he's handled COVID protocols. Listen. I mean, some of the rules to me are not based in science at all. They're based purely in trying to out and shame people, like needing to wear a mask uh, at a podium when every person in the room is vaccinated and wearing a mask makes no sense to me. If you got vaccinated to, you know, to protect yourself from a virus that I don't have as an unvaccinated individual, then why are you worried about anything that I can give you? And let me let me hit on protocols now because that's obviously been out there as well. I have followed every single protocol to a T, minus that one I just mentioned, which makes absolutely no sense to me. I have followed every protocol to a T, minus the ones that make no sense to me. Right. Well, he started out by saying he's a critical thinker, so he feels that he doesn't have to take the rules wholesale. 
he can take them a la carte. He, he has the critical thinking ability to pick and choose what rules he's going to follow. Jay, Key, you know what? A lot of people who just follow – I'm not one of those people. I actually think if there are rules that make no sense – that I understand why people don't always follow them. Okay, for example, you're not supposed to cross the street on a red light. If there are no cars coming, you're going to cross the street, you know, stuff like that. So I get it. Here's my, here's my issue with Rodgers. When he said the method by which he felt he was immunized, there is very, there's weak, weak science. And by weak science, I mean peer-reviewed, double-blind, what's the sample size, et cetera. There's not strong evidence scientifically that he is immunized. And what that tells me is this, guys. It tells me that Rodgers, by the way, a lot like Kyrie Irving to me, they have intellectual pride. It's important to them that you think that they're smart, right? Okay, but Aaron, when you then get into basically quack medicine, what you're showing me is you really don't have the critical thinking abilities to pick which and choose which rules to follow. Now, other people may say, probably correctly, that's why you can't pick and choose the rules. Everyone thinks they know best, right? But that's why there are rules in the first place, and I get it. But to me, when he gets into what he, how he critically thinks of the science, he plays himself. Well, that, see, I mean, you if, know. if I was part of another organization, I would be livid because what I learned throughout that 45-minute interview with Pat McAfee was that not only did Aaron Rodgers know what he was doing, the Packers knew what Aaron Rodgers was doing, and the NFL also knew what Aaron Rodgers was doing. So now it's just not about Aaron Rodgers feeling like, hey, these rules don't make sense, so I don't have to abide by them. I'm going to do my own thing. But the Packers enabling him to do so and say, well, why, I can't force this guy to wear a mask. Well, that's your job to enforce the rules. And so I would be livid, Key, if I were part of another organization and we were abiding by the rules and I'm watching this great quarterback just saying, I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like I need to do it because the rules don't make sense to me. Well, the, <clears throat> the rules should apply to everybody. And I said it last week on our show and again on many other shows that I was on. You start with the league back in the summertime when they didn't sign off on it. And then you go to the Green Bay Packers who knew that the league didn't sign on it, off on it, the Green Bay Packers as well as Aaron Rodgers. So all three knew and all three are responsible for the reckless behavior of Aaron Rodgers throughout this season. They all see it. You watch the games. You see it. All three should be held accountable. If anything comes down, hell, if the league can find itself, they should find itself, mm. along with Rodgers, along with, with the Green Bay Packers. And that's pretty much the, what I leave it up to. I don't really – all the other stuff is they'll, – they'll figure it out, I'm sure – as we move forward, there's other teams in the league that are livid behind uh, what the Green Bay Packers allowed to take place and happen. And they should be mad because you put a whole lot of uh, other people at risk, including their teams and organizations as you play against them. There are a couple of things that kind of got me because, you know, I went through it like four or five times. My wife's like, you're watching it again? I'm like, yeah, because I actually want to hear what Aaron has to say. So right off the top, I'm not a liar. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Flat earther. I'm like, okay, right top, you're just attacking Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving didn't even say anything. That's interesting. ML, MLK quotes, you know, talking about using things like woke mob, but I'm not part of either side. I's like, man, well, why are you attacking? There are so many things He's that left me confusing. He's using a lot of political and social buzzwords. But he doesn't want it to be political. Then why are you using the social trigger words to incite that conversation to begin with? It just left me extremely baffled. 
kind of pondering where Aaron Rodgers is with this diatribe. He went on for 45 minutes. Mm. I, I would say that we are living in times that are so, as everyone says, polarized. Everything's become so politicized that something as simple as getting vaccinated, like when we were kids, measles, mumps, and rubella. You couldn't go to school in New York if you didn't have them. Everyone got them. No one, you know, polio vaccine came out. Everyone just lined up. No one made an issue. But it's become this issue. And I think a lot of people, like Aaron Rodgers, feel that it, 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 it's an assault on their freedom or, or bodily autonomy well, or something like that. I, I kinda, there, there, is but, some, there is some shaming now. There's yeah, shaming I, I, to I, it. Yeah, well, there, that's people, part, people that, will get shamed. We talk about it a lot in the media. I mean, but that's partly because all the, the real medical experts came out and said, we need to get vaccinated as quickly as possible. And that slowed it down. And so it's worse, we're probably worse off than we would have been. But for people, my point is this, guys. Aaron Rodgers, fine. If you feel that way in America, you do what you got to do. Like no one, no, exactly. Nobody's I will fight for it. No, no one's putting a needle in Kyrie Irving, Aaron Rodgers, or anyone's who autonomy. doesn't want it there. Yes. But then you got to pay the price, and the you know, like there, there's a cost to that. And the and the thing I respect about Kyrie Irving or Kirk Cousins, or they're doing it out in the open. Look, this is what you know. I'm I'm willing to pay the consequence. In Kyrie's case, not play at all. Aaron Rodgers wants it both ways. He wants to not do, not follow the rules, also not have the consequence because he was misleading about it in spite of the fact that he says he wasn't. He was. And what's, and then, the, and what's not having the consequence, Max? Oh, well, for example, if you come to work, you have to follow certain protocols, including wear a mask at a press conference, right? I mean, that's part of it. And he, I understand why he didn't want to wear the mask at the press conference. There, is, there are many people who feel like, well, that's you know, not as important for some of the reasons he mentions. But, he's, but a, there is a rule in place, and he yeah. should follow the rules. Right. That's yeah. what people are and mad be, about. And be simple with it. And it's either, as I've said many times over, and I'll continue to say it, are you vaccinated? Yes. Are you not vaccinated? No or yes. Are you thinking about it? I don't know. I'll let you know at that point. That's it. Yeah. You don't need to all the hiding the ball and playing the games. Just a yes or no. And that's simple. And we can move on about this. We don't have to go just, into all the other stuff. You just give us a yes or no answer and call it a And day. then do what you got to do if the answer is no. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Last thing I'll say about it, I mean, there were, there were a lot of things that I disagree with him about. There were also some things that I did agree with him about. So, Look, this is going to be complex. It, he's already lost a major endorsement coming off this. It, this just puts a lot more pressure on Aaron Rodgers moving forward because now he's become the face of something, which will be interesting to see how he reacts. Well, I'll that. say this. When he says, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, a flat earther, it may be directed at Kyrie Irving or not. But, uh, I don't but, care but, if it but, is. But, but the is point it. is, like, when he says, I think it is important that not everyone who's not vaccinated is necessarily anti-vax. They have trepidation about yes, it. They have questions. Yes. I get it. And I think it is, if part of this is, hey, uh, the idea of shaming people into doing it may not be as effective or good as having conversations about it and, and getting people better yes. information, That's I think that's good. Things, he's like, look, I get tested every single day. You know, yeah. I, I come in, I have to get tested. Somebody comes out from a club, they're vaccinated. You can still carry it. They go inside. Like, that's valid point. Yeah. Valid but, point. Yeah, right. I'm a critical thinker. And let me tell you, me this is I'm why I'm immunized. Uh, Aaron, you let are. me let me just tell you that you're not immunized. If you think you are, you're wrong. Yeah. It means you weren't lying because you believed it was true. It means that you just don't know what you're talking about. I'm a like critical thinker, too. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN <laughs> Radio. Much more coming up. Cowboys and Rams.
Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.